We are I. so many things on my mind this morning as I sit here and you know let the time trickle by to see what's a little bit more of a priority in my mind seeing what I want to discuss this morning and I can't stop thinking about this weekend that's about to come up you know so maybe that's the thing that's burning on my mind and my heart that I just have to get out there because it's going to be so ripe with adventure now this adventure got this adventure started actually when my team and I got back from uh, the Slocan Valley when we went uh, tubing, whitewater rafting, whitewater kayaking. We went on multiple hikes. We stayed at the super dope hotel, the Sterling All Suites. Oh, and uh, Elon and his wife, just such a such amazing people. Oh, I could just sit here and digress into that trip for so long. But um, from that trip... I said, you know, I'm like, I want to take everybody out and I want to go on like a real good adventure because it's going to be the end of the, you know, like the nicer part of the year for adventuring. You know, it's something where you don't have to bring a ton of extra gear because it's cold. You know, like you don't necessarily have to anticipate too much rain. You know, you're not going to be sleeping in the snow, like all of these things. Like it's still generally going to be nice. And, you know, and we haven't gone on an adventure that is just by the steam of your own two feet, your will. What's cool? Well, Meager Hot Springs. Meager Hot Springs in BC that's up by Pemberton used to be one of the most well-known, most visited non-commercial hot springs in BC. This place is incredible. Takes a little bit to be able to get to, for sure. But there was a landslide a number of years ago, and it completely washed out a couple of the bridges to be able to get there. And now... Most of the year, it's about a 30-kilometer trek just to be able to get to these hot springs. Like from the gate where it's closed, you know, you have to go down an FSR road, a forest servicery road, for about 30 kilometers. And walking on those roads is brutal. Not that it's hard. It's just so boring. Like, incredibly boring. Yeah, the views are generally not bad you know you're walking by a river you know you're still in the mountains you're still in the backcountry you know it's still this this great scene you know like you're just you're out of cell phone reception you're just all this great stuff but it's still just walking down a road like do you go into the backcountry to walk down a road so we're like okay we know there's not going to be a lot of people there because of that. You go on all the, the different publications online and it all says it's closed. So it's cut the numbers way, way, way down of how many people go in there, which is great. Because then when you go into the backcountry and you put all that effort into it, so you can just enjoy it with yourself. You get into these hot springs that are like 40, 42 degrees. They're just in the middle of nowhere. And in BC, they're ripe and rich everywhere. There's so many hot springs in BC. So we're like, okay, this is the trip we're going to take. And this coming up weekend is going to be that trip. You know, so Alyssa and Shelby and Melissa and Mackenzie and Heather and I, we're going to embark on this 
this trip up to Pemberton. Some people are leaving Thursday night. Some people are leaving Friday morning. But we're actually going to leave Pemberton at 1.30 in the afternoon to be able to hit this trek. Then get out there and just enjoy our weekend. You know, we're going to go down this FSR road to this gate and we're going to go do a little recon mission in the morning. It's the reason why we're not leaving till 1.30. So we're going to go on the old side where it's been washed out to see what it's like to be able to cross the river and then hike up the bank on the other side to get to the FSR road. Because if we do that, it's only about 8 or 9K to the hot springs. And we'll just trek it. We'll walk it. It'll be not bad. Or we're going to go to the new side, park at the gate, and ride bikes the 30 kilometers down. So we're going to do a little recon in the morning to be able to see what that looks like. And we'll make our decision in real time of, of what we are going to do. You know, like the, the crossing the river is not a huge deal. It's not a big river. It's not super fast. There's a couple pinch points where it's a little bit lower. You know, like there's a lot of um, lot of real estate on, on both sides. So it's nothing like some in, intense white water river crossing where there's a lot of danger to it. It's just more the time it takes to drive down there than leaving the vehicles there, walking across, and then trekking up the bank on the other side because it's about 600 meters from the river all the way up to the FSR road. And what does that 600 meters actually look like through that forest? Because that can get pretty tedious pretty fast. Um, so again, we'll make that decision on Friday morning. Whatever decision that we make, we'll get there. And we're hoping to be able to get there, you know, around... 5.30 to 6.30 at night. So we still have an hour or two before dark. We're going to just throw the gear down, get the tent set up, get everything organized, you know, and go relax and hop in those hot springs and just have a great night. On Saturday morning, we're going to wake up because the meager hot springs at the base um, of a mountain. And just because I'm trying to explain this now, I can't remember what the mountain is. But this mountain is the tallest mountain in the Pemberton ice field. So the glacier ice fields that are in the Pemberton area, this is the tallest mountain there. And the VOC has the Harrison hut up there, which is a well-maintained Gothic style hut that sleeps 15 people that has a nice wood burning stove in it. $10 a night on average. You can donate whatever you want, but the average donation is like 10 bucks. And like, why wouldn't you donate that to have access to something like that in the backcountry? It's a, Mwah, absolutely amazing. It's one thing I love about the adventure community in BC. And so we're going to start our ascent. We're going to go up there. We're going to check it out. Some of the team's going to stay at the cabin, get things organized. We're going to stay there the night and just laugh and have a great time together. Some of the rest of the team, like myself, we're going to go up and see if we can summit this mountain or just even get onto the glacial ice field just to look around and see. Because the one thing that I know, as these glaciers start to recede and you're walking around like up in these areas, where there's just not a lot of people, not a lot of people go. I'm hoping, like hoping that I'm one of those lucky individuals that finds, you know, like the shoe of some person from... 2000 years ago or or something or you know like like a spear from some crazy like i don't know like and i completely understand how unreasonable that is but i do also know that sometimes adventurers find these things in these glacial ice fields because the glaciers recede and you get to find like these artifacts of something that once was 
or, you know, finding the, the bones, the skeleton of some animal that, you know, froze in this glacier. And now it's just, you know, being exposed and you can see it because this is the end of the summer season. So the greatest recession is right now. And there's not that many people who go up there. And then how many people adventure around just trying to look and see and find something like it's just it's so exciting. Never mind. I the I love love drinking the water, the fresh water, just dripping off those glaciers. And you hold your water ball there and it fills up your water ball and you take a drink and it, the fresh, fresh taste. And then I also think about all the, you know, trillions of bacteria and viruses and everything that have been, you know, stored and trapped in these glaciers that now that it's melting is coming back into our world. And I'm putting these into my body and I've been doing this for like 39 years drinking off glaciers and glacial streams and you know drinking water in the backcountry and lakes it's one of the things that I think is the reason why my body is so resilient is because I've I've entered all of these things into my body things that just are naturally occurring and some of them may be good some of them may be bad but the one thing that I know is my body's continually exposed you know, to these environments to be able to build that resiliency inside and out. And this whole trip represents my, my, the fulfillment of my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. I get to go out with a team of people that I love and respect. I get to go into the backcountry in BC that I just love and crave so much. I get to go in a natural hot spring. That's formed by the, the bounty of Mother Nature, the geothermal heating that allows you to be able to sit in a river in BC in the backcountry. And it's like a hot tub, 40, 42 degrees. Like how incredible is that? Like absolutely amazing. Then I get to hike up a mountain where I get to, you know, test my own grit and my own will with, again, people that I love and respect. I get to stay in this cabin that's been built for people like us to be able to enjoy. I get to see a glacier and stand on a glacier and hike there and put in sweat equity to be able to get there. A lot of things that people only read about in books and see pictures online. You get to see that, you get to feel it with your own hands. You get to see views of the Pemberton mountain range. You know, back into Pemberton, back towards Whistler. And then you see the glacier ice fields out by Whistler, you know, in the Garibaldi mountain range. You see all that, you get to experience that. You get to feel it with your skin. You get to see it with your eyes. You get to feel it and experience it with your mind and your heart and your soul. And then the best thing is that you have memories to be able to share with other people. You know, but it's the one thing that I always think in my mind that weekends like this are the reasons why campfires were invented. So when you're sitting around those campfires, when people ask you like, you know, what have you done with your life or what did you do this summer? It's like, well, go grab some wood. It's story time.